Hello and welcome to the Tempence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland. I am one of your hosts, and my other host is Sean Holly. How are you doing, Vic, from London? I'm in the secondary London podcasting garage at the moment, in a different location. We're going to try something different tonight. Yeah, for, be- for better recording quality. Yes, because Skype is awful. So we're yeah. trying it with Discord, and I'll get better reception in here for some reason, rather than in the usual podcast studio. Anyway, we are revved up like a deuce. What does that mean? I don't know. Someone asked me an American to say it in, a, in, a, in an English accent. We are revved up like a deuce. <laughs> I hope that's good enough. Yeah, that's nice, that. I've been to the CNP Micromeet. This was on the 18th of May, ages ago. Since oh, I'd love to go to one. To, to one. He's, he's having loads, isn't he? Oh, the, Chris. The, little meetings. This was only a mini meet. There's only a few people turned mm. up. It's more of a sort of technical thing because Rich Gregory and Flinster in the back of uh, Chris's driving machine trying to get things working with pies and stuff. So I was just watching and making fun of them. Uh, I got a mm. high score on Amadar, though, on his, uh, his Scramble hardware kit. What did you, what did you get? Ooh, 40 out of 1,000, I think, was it? Something like that? Not brilliant, but good for my, my best score anyway. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm getting into Amadar. I quite like it now. I used to it's hate great, it. Quite quite like it now. It's super smashy, lovely great. Super smashing great. Mm. Oops, some diet coke there. Quick slurp. Uh last Saturday was it last Saturday or Saturday before? I had the misfortune to go to North Wales. Mm, nice North Wales. Mm, well, let, let me tell you. Sit down. Let me tell you about this, lad. We went to North Wales to walk around some trees and stuff with a dog, which was very, very nice. I can't remember the name of the place now. But then we went on to... We had a sort of half a day there with the dog roaming around, woofing at stuff. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Really nice weather and that, which is unusual for Wales. And then we went to this big, massive craft shop so Waff can get loads of uh, fabrics for her dog bandanas. She's mm-hmm. on day 200 and something now. She's made over 200 bandanas for him. Wow. And then, to sort of end the day off and, and stay there the night and do the next day, went to Chlandudno. Chlandudno. Two L's yeah. is a in Welsh. Is it? So we went there uh, and to stay the night. And it's probably, now, the nastiest, chaviest, scummiest seaside town I've ever had the misfortune to go to. You it, are joking. It's horrid. It's lovely. No, London is nasty. It's London. so horrible. There's no one there under 60. Oh, it, it is when it's uh, seaside time because it was full of chavvy horribles. And it was red hot as well. It wasn't nice. It was is it? not good for your mental health if you're already in despair, honestly. It was not good. I really disliked it. Oh, I like that. We've been a couple of times. I went to a wedding there, not mine, someone else's. And it was it was nice. I've been a couple of times. Maybe it's the time of year. I don't know. Yeah. So we had a wander around in the evening um, just to see what was around and get something to eat. And we briefly went into two, in, in quotes, arcades there, full of tickety junk and fruit machines, basically. On, on the pier? No. I, I went to one quickly on the pier. We didn't go all the way down to the end of the pier because the pier's massive and I just couldn't be bothered to walk down it. I don't think anything was going to be good on there. This is in the main town. There's two arcades on the pier, one at the top. Yeah, yeah. But these two I went to in the town. Actually, one was the arcade, because that's where the big Space Invaders... You know the huge Space Invaders, the new one is, with the LED screen? There's one of those there. And it was made infinitely worse by spewing out tickets as well. 
Oh. I think I saw on the prize the the so-called prizes section if you got 60,000 tickets you'd win an Xbox one which is worth about 110 quid nowadays 60,000 I wow. don't know how many tickets you get out of each game if you win a round of something maybe 10 I don't know <laughs> this seems crazy you'd have to did spend have about any- 800,000 pounds in there to get something out of it did they have any baked beans I didn't look for baked beans they may have had some happy shopper potatoes in a can, though, for winning. If there were, like, less than 500 tickets, I might nip over and get some. Yeah, you might you might take the five-hour drive down there to do it, which was how long it took us to get there. Oh, mm. honestly, it was really miserable. And the next day, you went to walk the dog in the morning on the, sort of, the so-called seafront. They've got about 18 foot of sand, and the rest is stone. But mm, it, it yeah. wazzed down with rain. Which is wazzed. usual sort of, yeah, wazzed. Wazzed down a rain, which is usual for Wales, from what I remember of Wales. I'm never going there again, ever. I like it. I really disliked it. Hated Did you go it. in the, the cable car up to the cliffs? Do you not no, go I wasn't going to do that. I didn't want to die in Landudno. <laughs> I really didn't. I don't mind dying anywhere else, but not there. Not there, Oh, sure. we, we like it. Oh, you're insane. You must have picked a bad day. Yeah, maybe. What have you been up to? Oh, I've been into. Ooh, 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 ooh. You've, you've been turned into a gibbon. Yeah, I've been to. No, I haven't. I've been interviewed at Arcade Club by a local organisation group thing called Manchester's Finest. Are they the finest in Manchester? Uh, they, they just do loads of promotion, everything around Manchester, you know, bars, clubs, restaurants, everything. They just go and review everything. And yeah. I forgot all about it. It's about a month, two months ago. Oh, right. Was and that long ago? Yeah, and it's come up on Facebook, and it's got f- nearly 60,000 views, this now. It's got nearly six views? Well done. 60,000, me being a buffoon talking about Arcade Club. Just I think I, watched, I watched that. Uh, I didn't have the sound on, though, because I didn't want to hear your stupid voice, because I've heard it enough, thanks. That's wise. Yes. Uh, if anyone's going to watch this video, we're going to put it in the show notes, if you've not seen it already, uh, as a warning about this video. Heavy, heavy beard, beard content. content. Yeah, there's... There was a lot they cut out, actually, but I spoke... Well, more beards? You know, just about how it all started and the shop and the arcade club 1.0 and one floor to... Just cut it all out, but it doesn't matter. You get, you, get the, you get the gist of the place, anyway. And the gist of many beards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else have you been doing, Vic? I've been doing a bit of arcade stuff, actually. I've been uh, putting together a bunch of my spares to make up another Nintendo Space Fever colour cocktail cabinet. So I had two and stupidly sold both of them ages ago. What an idiot. Oh. So now I haven't got that many parts left. I used them on the other two. And it's there's so many parts that are hard to find nowadays. And failing that, I have to make them myself. I've got I've got three tubs. You know the metal tub, which is the main body of the machine? I've got three of those. I've got two which yeah. are for the colour machine. Because I've got a little pan in the bottom to take the colour monitor. And the black and white mm. one is flat on the bottom because the, the black and white monitor isn't as deep. And it is actually quite different inside. So the one I had that I was going to use, which is nicely powder coat painted already, I can't use because I want to put a colour monitor in there. And it just doesn't fit. If you take the mm. back of the monitor off, it does physically fit in there. But the mounting holes to bolt the thing in aren't in the right place. And there's some other bits and bobs that are different to do with the power supply. And also there's extra brackets inside to hold the soundboard. Because on the soundboard on a colour one, it's on the bottom of the monitor. Mm, so right. I have to use another one which needs painting, so I have to get that done as well. Um, but the two, the two metal tubs that I have got, which are for colour, have both had 
the angled bezel which holds a coin mech been ripped off. I presume when Ops converted these games years ago, they ripped that off to put a bigger coin mech in because the, the Nintendo one's really thin. It's only about an inch and a half thick. It's a tiny little thing. Mm, and I presume right. when they put electronic mechs in there to take like, 50p's or whatever, or pounds, they were bigger. So they had to rip the whole lot out. I don't know if they had to do it. They ripped the whole lot out and just left a gaping hole in the front of it. I presume they just put another mech on there, you know, straight mm. on there. So that's a bit of a mess. I have to make an aluminium thing for that and paint it and all that sort of stuff and make a new mech for it, which I'm going to do. Also, the bracket, I've got, I've got, because there's two control panels on a cocktail cabinet, one each side, obviously. I've got one, which is mm. really nice, which I've actually populated with the joystick mech, the button, the buttons at the top for playing the different three games and the start buttons and everything, all the mech and, and the plate and everything. I've got one completely done. It's screwed on the cabinet. It's lovely. It works on the hinges. It's perfect. Needs painting and, and re-overlaying and all that sort of stuff and a new button and a new knob making up for it as well. But the other one, I've got five control panels and each one of them has been butchered to heck. And it's had, there's a big massive bracket inside which is welded to it, which has got two studs in which holds the joystick mechanism. And that's been ripped out, I presume, because someone's put a four or an eight-way joystick in there. Because you right. simply won't be able to fit it if it was still in there. So they've drilled the thing out made a right mess of it, drilled loads of holes in it, because usually they're covered by the plate, and obviously mm. put like a four-way joystick in there. So I've only got one complete joystick at the moment, and I need to try and get hold of it. And I only had one joystick mech, and luckily someone sent me one. They just came to my rescue and sent me one. So I've got the two mechs now, but I've got no way to attach it to one of the spare control panels. So I have to sort that out somehow. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet. Uh, what else I've got to do? I've got to get everything powder coat painted and make that other bit for it like I've got to do. Uh, I've got to make some corner clips or find some corner clips. Get a new gas glass cut for it. Uh, sort out the wooden lid and the hinges on that. Uh, and all the sort of, um, the trim that goes on the outside of it. I've got boards, but they're with Phil Murray at the moment because he's put the, the multi game on there, which I need to test out for him. Mm. And obviously the soundboard needs mounting and that. I've got to sort out the AC wiring as well, which I can't remember how to do. So I'm going to have to go and see someone, uh, Simon Dennison, who's got my old machine, to have a look inside, see how I did it. Because I don't want to get the AC wrong, Sean. That would be bad. Yeah, yeah. Because that runs the monitor and then obviously everything else as well, which is stepped down. You've got to use a step down to it. And I think I've got to use a step down before it even goes into that to convert it from UK 240 volts to 100 volts AC which then feeds everything inside and put a switcher oh. in it as well. So there's a lot to do. There's loads, loads to do. But I really want to play Phil Murray's wonderful Space Fever multi-kit because mm. I used to have multiple boards, so I could have a separate board for Space Fever, Space Fever High Splitter, and Space Launcher. But when you take it out of the cabinet, you've got to pop the lid open, undo two bolts, take about 10 different lots of um, wiring out of it, little separate you know, stupid little black plugs and then plug them all in again and put them all in to get to swap a game. But on Phil's multi-kit, it's just move the joystick, press the button, off you go. Mm, so that's good. I need to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting quite into it. I like, I like working on these machines. They're quite nice to work on, but there is a lot to do. And I'll get it all working, dry-fitted and working. Then I'll take it all apart again, get it all powder coat painted, have it back, do the lid, all the decals, all the control panel overlays, and get it going. And that one's staying this time. I'm not going to get rid of it. It's staying. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. I have also been hacking. Da-da. 
Oh. I've been hacking little PS1 Mini. Did I tell you I got a little PS1 Mini? No. You know, I, th- I thought I did in the pickups last time. You know, little tiny, uh, the little tiny ones they made with the 20 games on? Yeah. I got one of those because they've come down to like £25 or £29 now. I can't remember. 30, about 30 quid they are, which I thought was a reasonable price to buy one. And they're really neat little things. Really like them. But they only come pre-installed with 20 games. And there's only about three games I actually like on there. So Mr. Driller's on there. Abe's Odyssey's on there. Ridge Racer. Uh, a few others. But there's not many I like, really. Siphon Filter was pretty good. Rayman. Rayman, that's pretty good. I've got, I've got Rayman 1 and 2 on there now. But what I've done is there's a soft mod you can do. You plug it into your computer and you put some software in it. And you put a... Because the, the pads, the normal... PS1 pads are a USB, and there's two of them. It comes with two as well, which is quite good. In the second controller port, you plug a USB stick with this software on, and it hacks it, and you put your own ROMs on. Yeah. Wow. So I've got about 40 or 50 games on there now. There's not there's not millions I need. I don't want all of them, because not like, like all the PS1 games, but some of them are real good ones. But when you play it now, they are the jaggediest graphics I can remember. They're really, really jagged. It was that sort of era when they were just doing the 3D and it was really sort of like not very smooth at all. But some of the sort of 2D and, and forced 3D games like Klonoa are really, really good on there. I love them. But yeah, God, they're yeah. jaggy. Playing Spyro, oh, it's jaggy. Ooh. The N- N64 had that smoothing, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like That's someone smooth. had wiped Vaseline all over your TV screen. Which probably is maybe not as good as the jaggedy bit. I, think, I know people like either, either thing. Yeah, but... The N64, there was only about three games on that I really liked. But yeah, they when you look back on them now, they, they haven't aged very well, the N64. Mm. Mm. I do like mm. these little mini things. So hopefully they'll bring a Saturn one out. If they bring a Saturn one out, I'll definitely buy it because I kind of miss my Saturn. But the, the games on the Saturn are getting so expensive to buy. It's ridiculous. But there's some yeah. good ones on there, real good ones. Uh, I've also got one of those um, little SNES ones and a NES one as well. My NES one has been modded. I've got a bunch of games on that. But the SNES one, I was looking through my emulators and trying to find SNES games I really like. And I got up to about the letter T at the alphabet and I was putting all the games together and I haven't got through them all yet because there's so many I want to put on there. So when I get them all in a ROM list, that's when I'll do it. But I need to sort of set up somewhere where I can play all these little machines together because they're really cool little things. I like them a lot. Hmm... I've also been playing a lot of uh, Nintendo Switch because Yoshi's Crafted World come out and I've got it, and it is absolutely brilliant. It's but basically it's all about the energy and motivation to do lately. Just sat on the sofa playing that game till three o'clock in the morning sometimes in the weekends. But it, there's so much to do in it. There's there's like tons and tons to do, and then other stuff pops up you got to do, and then you got to do the levels back to front to find different things, and then you find extra things trying to find all the bits, and some of them are hidden really well. And it's really good. Really good game. Is it a platformer? It is, yeah, kind of a platformer, sort of search round platform. It's it's sort of like kind of 2D, but it does go into 3D now and again. And there's Ew. Did you have a GameCube? Yes. Did you have Mario Sunshine? Which I really loved. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Now, here's a little test for you. If you got into that game a lot, what is the worst and hardest part of that whole game, do you think? Oh, I can't remember. The, the bosses were really hard. Let me let me jog your memory on two things, right? The first one is not to do with, with Yoshi. The first one I'm going to say was the, the Manta Ray. 
It was in the paint. Do you remember that bit? There was a load of paint on the floor, and you had to you had to squirt your way up and hover while squirting all the paint away. This man where I was throwing paint. That was a horrible bit to do. And the oh, other bit, yeah. which really reminds me of this game, is when you're on the roller coaster, you had to shoot the balloons with the rockets. Yeah. Now, this bit on Yoshi's Crafted World, in the jungle level, you're going around on a little train and you've got to fire eggs at these animals that pop up with the targets on. And you get, you've, got, you've got to get, like I think it's 5,000, 6,000, 8,000 points to do the three different stages of the level. And it took me about an hour to get the top level. Just constantly doing this level over and over again. It's really difficult. You've got to get all the sort of main targets before they disappear, like the high price ones. So you sort of got to remember where they all are. And you go around this bloody train and it doesn't stop. You can't stop it. Oh, <laughs> and it really reminded me of that horrible roller coaster level in Super Mario Sunshine, which was a swine to do. It took me days doing that. Ooh. I really like that game. I like like the, the the hub that you went back to, like the, the initial sort of town or whatever it was. It was yeah. really good. That I, I love Mario Sunshine. I love the music. You know how you say Outrun reminds you of a sunny day? Mm. Super Mario Sunshine reminds me of an outing like that. Just really, yeah. really love that game. I hope they do a version for the Switch. I'd be really happy to play another version of Sunshine. Such a good little game. But the Yoshi games I really loved on the SNES and the N64. So this one I'm really, really enjoying. And it's a big game. There's a lot to it. God. Really good. Cool. Oh, at, at least you're playing summer. It's like I'm living at the edge of the world. <laughs> yes. Whatever that means. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I have been super mega busy helping. I've been helping over at Arcade Club Leeds just a couple of days, getting that ready for open night. And it is now ready. Do, 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 do. It opened last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it's a really nice vibe. It's like a modern arcade. It, well, it's like the innards was ripped out of this old kitchen. It was a pub and then it became a kitchen or a bathroom, showroom. And now it's just three floors, bottom floor, modern stuff. The mezzanine that's like a balcony overlooking the below is retro. And above that, you've got the VR, the kids' Minecraft, and the PCs and that. It, it's really nice. But because we had to get all the staff sort of over there helping in that, I've, I've been sort of trying to hold the fort at Berry Arcade Clubs. I've been extremely busy. But the staff are coming back, and all is good. Is, is, is the one that you've been looking after just like in ruins now, just like a door left? And then half some steps, and maybe a cab. Yeah, I should have put that fire out, but it didn't. <laughs> seem, not really. It didn't seem important, you know. And, and just tronads and and Charlie fight at the door, going, "Can, can we come in, please?" Hey. <laughs> and you go, "Sorry, anyway, it's fine." That's a really busy days there, actually. Nice. Oh, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Vic, Vic, Vic. I found out. Well, I, I did find out ages ago, and then forgot that Steam works on Linux. Okay. So just out of curiosity, I installed it again because I had it on Windows at least four years ago. And my old games are still on there. And Borderlands 2 right. actually pl- plays on Linux. I've been playing Borderlands 2. Oh. First, mod- first modern game I've played in a long time. Well, modern-ish. I've never played that game. But then again, I've never played Halo. Ooh. I said this to someone the other day and they're like, what? I was like, no, I've never played it. None of them. I've been struggling with the with the, the thumbstick gamepad, and then I went to mouse and keyboard, which was more accurate. 
but I'm pretty poor with both of them because I've played joystick, you know, arcade joystick for so long. Yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with some games as long as you haven't got to sort of move your character and then control the camera at the same time with the other thumb. I don't like doing that. I'm not good yeah. at that at all. And Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch games I play, which is the most modern thing I've got, don't tend to have a lot of that. So it's it's fairly easy to play. They're sort of a bit easier to play, I think, anyway. Mm. On, on Steam, I found there's a, a Zachariah Virtual Pinball uh, game, I suppose, and it's like at least 100 Zachariah tables. I bought, oh, wow. I bought 27 old school tables, the retro, you know, electromechanical, for like 79p. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's, there's lots of little additions to it. There's like missions and achievements and that, but it's a really good little pinball. Cool. And the, Can you turn your, your screen vertical to play it then, or is it just normal? No, it's just normal, but you, you get like a setting. If you could put like a seaside setting and you can see the sea out the window and as you zoom into the table and <laughs> an airport and all that, like, and you get all the ambience in the background. Nice. But, but yeah, it's I, f- I forgot Zachariah did pinballs and, and like like the games, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the artwork's really nice on them, really nice. Cool, because I don't like Zachariah machines. I like the the Invaders they did. I quite like that one. Mm. But I don't like the the brightly coloured ones. I know that, I know loads of people love them, but I just cannot get into those. They're horrible mm. things. Really Ooh. garish colours. There and also, I'm kind of back on Facebook and Twitter very selectively. Oh, why? Very sparingly. Stay I'm just, off it, Sean. You don't need it. I'm just blocking hundreds and hundreds of things, and then I'm just getting little bits. I've, I've come off of most pages that I liked, and just little bits I'm seeing now, and I've, I just have a quick look and gone again. Arcade news. We have, Sean, been immortalised in Chris CMP's new Vectrex game. This yeah. is Frontier, Dead or Alive. And we are baddies in it. Oh. Uh, I'll put the picture on the website, uh, and Chris will be selling these soon. Uh, I think he's got a load of pre-orders done. He's putting the boxes together as we speak. And it's a new game for Vectrex, and it's rather like Sheriff. It's very cowboy-themed. And we are baddies in it. Holly and Marland, yeah. I think I got killed by, uh, by myself when I played at his house a little while ago. You killed yourself. Yeah, you got to have a shootout, and you got to wait for them to draw the gun, and I shot myself. Whoa. The, the, the Vector Liney Victor got me. Vector Victor. Marlin, it's just called, and you're Holly. Virtual Vector Victor Vidic... Vi- Never mind. Hey, guess what's, guess what's coming up next? Thing? <gasps> Strikers 2020 is coming onto consoles. A new version of that Sikio IP that just you love. Just a minute. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do... An excited sound a minute. Oh, why? It's great. Strikers. And also, oh, yeah, it says it's also Strikers 1999, which is 1945.3, is also being planned for the Switch in August. So I expect you'll get that, won't you? No, I will not. I will be ignoring it vastly. Oh, okay. I hate those games. I really hate those games. This is a good one, right? Never heard of this. Europe's largest licensed pinball arcade in an uneaten club. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in a working men's club. This was advertised in, in the Coventry Telegraph, which is near Nuneaton. Um Has the place actually got a name? Because I was reading it, I couldn't find the actual name of the pinball club. It's... I can't find it either. 
I couldn't find a name for it. They got a ton of pinballs in, haven't they? It's probably Nuneaton's Working Men's Club or yeah. something. Now full of pinballs. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, check out this link we're going to put on the website. It's good. Some, if you're into pinball, this is the place to go to play them. That's some old stuff. Some old mm. stuff. Oh, we've also been sent from... Oh, have we been sent or did we see it? From Tim Keeling inside the Claremont Pier arcade during video games golden years in lower stuff. So that's a view going back in time. I watched this video and most of the footage is of people just arsing around. I presume it was um, the person recording, just their mates messing about. But if you look carefully in the video, you do see a few arcade machines in their natural habitat. But there's a lot of like fruit machines and bingo and people just working there going on. So it's not really it's not really focused on the arcade machines itself, but it's interesting to see an original arcade back in the day. Because mm. people didn't have video cameras really back then, did it? It was a massive extravagance of a video camera. No, not everyone's got a, them on their phone now. They just had a large cardboard box with a with some windows in and a rotating wheel thing. And it's made out of twine and sellotape. That is it. Yeah, that's how they used to do it back in the day. There has been a cool article written by Tony Temple. Have a look at this on Toy Tales. This is a really nice uh, bit on classic arcade preservation. Yeah, it's for people who don't know anything about it, and it's a really good introduction. Of course it is. Tony well, wrote it. Yeah, why Why do people collect? And it's it's just very nice. He's, 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 been, he's been waxing some lyrics. Yeah. Lyric waxing. waxing. Lyrical. Anyway, seven classic arcade games that can still teach developers lessons today. Another good article from, from a site called Gama Sutra. Yeah, and this that, is that interesting. Is, it's basically about, about gameplay mechanics, isn't it? Yeah, Cuba, they look at Centipede, Dungeons & Dragons Tower of Doom, Contra, mm. Double Dragon, a masterclass in narrative punctuality. Oh, I don't know about that. Gyrus. And finally, Space Harrier. Well, talking about Cuba, um, it's the first game mentioned on there. And I was playing Cuba the other day, and I've realised, well, I can't get past the level with the black blocks. You know when you get the level to, with the black blocks? Yeah. The reason I can't do that level is because it throws me because it lobs in two different co- groups of enemies at the same time. Normally, you get the red balls coming down and coily. Or you get, um, is it Ugg wrong way? The two guys that go up the up the blocks the wrong way round, and Coily. But that level is the first time it gives you the red blobs and Ugg and wrong way at the same time, and it really messes you up. That's why I can't I can't get past that level. Mm. It bugs me. It really bugs me. I can't do it. Right. Guess what we've got now? Yeah. Is it another- some more of those mini arcades? Yet more of them. When will it end, Vic? They're just useless, really. You can't play them, really. Which ones this, are these? This, this one's called a Namco Museum Mini Player for a hundred dollars. A hundred bucks. And it's got the normal things that Namco churn out: Dig Dug, Pac-Man, Galaga, Galaxian. The Namco Museum stuff. They just keep on churning them out, and people keep buying them. A hundred dollars. That's a lot. How many games has it got on it? It's I only don't know about. It's 10 inches yeah. tall, so it's not as small as you, the ones I've got. Yeah. And it's got a four and a quarter inch colour screen. or It's vertically orientated as well, which is the right way around for all these games. What else have you got? 10 inches tall, removable joysticks. So you can play a stupid D-pad. You don't want to do that. You want a joystick, yeah. for goodness sake. And it's got Battle City, Dig Dug, Dig Dug 2, Ugh. Dragon Spirit, Galaga, Galaxy, Mappy, Pac-Man, 
or Pac Panic, Pac Man, Pac Mania. That'd be a good one. Pac Man Two: The New Adventures. Not what that is. Felios, Rolling Thunder, Rolling Thunder Two, Rolling Thunder Three. Huh? Sky arcade, Kid. Then. Yeah, Sky Kid, Splatterhouse, Splatterhouse Two, The Tower of Druaga, Xevious. So yeah, it's got some good games on there, but some weird ones. What? What's Pac Panic? Don't know. And Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures. Ooh. That's a console game, isn't it, that? I think it must be. They must have thrown a few in. I, I wouldn't mind having a go of it, but I wouldn't buy one. Not for $100. No. I bet they'll be on uh, cheap before long. Talking about those crappy games, you know the one-ups, the one-up arcade machines I really dislike? Yeah. <laughs> I was in TJ Maxx the other day looking for some shorts, and they've got them in there. 225 quid. Because they were like £400 when they first got Were they £300 or £400 when they first came out over in the UK? Mm, three, I'm not sure, actually. Or 379 but they're 225 now, and that is exactly £225 overpriced. Yeah. Mm. You can use the shell and put other stuff in, I suppose. Yeah, if but the you shells wanted. are horrible. They're really not nice. They're too small. Mm. They're smaller than a cabaret and bigger than a bar top, so they're a bit of a weird size. And talking of rubbish middle-sized games, at games, which make lots of these little things and, and you know console stuff and you know plug-and-plays, are bringing their own one out called a Legends Ultimate. And it's got... Oh, I don't know how many games it's got on it, actually, but it looks very similar to those one-ups. It's got a very flat control panel to it. Mm, I think it says, does it say 350 on there? I think it's quite a lot more games, this one. So I presume yeah. that the price will be quite a bit more as well. But yeah, it's got it's got like... I just don't like the look of it. It looks horrible. You know, we'll, we'll have a look when it comes out, maybe try one out somewhere, but they're just not very nice things. It's got nah. weird artwork of all the different game names on the front, which makes it look cheap. And there's no, there's no even... A pretend coin box, which is what an arcade machine would do. Even if it doesn't work, you want it to look like an arcade machine, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like the look of it. It'll just be emulation again on, a, on an LCD screen with cheap controls. Meh. Meh. Now, here's some good stuff, because we've just been talking about some rubbish there. This is a link, which I put in the show notes for everyone, and it was posted on my CNP Parkade WhatsApp group by one of the members on that. I can't remember who, but whoever did it out of you lot, guys, thanks very much for this. Now, these links are some awesome Japanese trade arcade magazines called Onitama. Well, that's what it's on anyway. No, sorry. The magazines are called Game Machine, and it's on a website called onitama.tv. And there's from like 77 to 1980, and there's a bunch of episodes of these different of these magazines. And they're really, really good. It's all in Japanese, but there's loads of cool black and white pictures. And there's a ton of really weird-looking control uh, cocktail cabinets I've never seen before. It's a really Ooh. nice article. Have a look on there. There's loads of cool stuff on there to have a look at. Eye candy. Mm. Here's, a, here's an interesting one. Not exactly arcade news, but it's another little mini handheld called an Evercade. And it's yeah, going to run... This one. It's going to run off cartridges. It oh. looks like a little... Something like maybe a Game Boy Advance, the first ones, that kind of shape. It looks... Lovely. It looks a really nice bit of kit. It's very rounded. It's white and red. I'm looking at the pictures now. It looks lovely. And you can mm. HDMI it out anyway, but you can play with these cartridges. And they've got big hitters confirmed as publishers, so it's proper licensed stuff. Data East, Interplay, Namco Museum again, and Atari. 
uh, data east. You know what they can do? Do one! <laughs> so this machine is going to be £60 for the standard game, uh, st- standard machine with one cartridge. And if you get the premium, which is 80 quid, you get three carts, and the cart's going to be from four, £15 for a single cart. So it's not a bad price, I suppose. No internet required, Ooh. so you don't have to have no. it online all the time. Eight and 60-bit games, which are the best games. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm a sucker for these things. I am interested. I thought this was another one I wasn't that interested in, but this one looks really nice. It kind of reminds me of the GP2X that I use, I've still got that came out years ago. The Game Park yeah. one. Yeah, they were good. I had a when my brother had one, and I put MAME on it. Yeah, they're quite good for that. Mm. And they were touchscreen, so you could play a really nice version of Zoo on there. Yeah, it is interesting. I'll have a look at that. Um, only a quick put, one I put in the notes here, but there's a four-player fantasy zone. Have we talked about that before? No, I don't think so. I'll try and find a better link for it and put it in the show notes, but it's it's like a tabletop machine, like an LCD screen, with four people playing at the same time. It looks really, really busy on the screen. looks a lot of fun, though. Wow. I like Fantasy Zone. Did you like that one? You didn't like it too much, did you? No, no one's so keen. I really liked it. Also, R-Type Final 2 is being uh, kick-started at the moment. Yeah, kick-started. So it's not Konami. It's weird, this. It wasn't Konami. It was Irem. Irem, sorry, yeah. It's not Irem doing it. Is it no, like a fan, think... a fan thing, then? I'm not sure. Well, I'll put the link for the show notes I want to look at. But it's got a stupid name. R-Type Final 2. Mm. Why don't they just call it something different? R-Type Really Final. R-Type, honest, this is the last one. Honest, Gov, until the next one comes out. Yeah. R-Type, this is it, kids. This yeah. is it, kids. Ten pence Archives. Right, for our archives section, I've been playing one of my favourite games again. Kicker mm. or Shaolin's Road. But I've been playing on the Twin Galaxies Extreme settings, which is the hardest difficulty setting, and you only get two lives to start with, and you get one extra life at 50k only. Just one extra life. So you only have three lives if you get more than 50,000 points. And the world record is over 5 million points. Now, I am very, very rusty at this, and I've got excuses. Wait for the excuses. I've been had three goes on it lately, and it's been on my latest sub-electro cab. Uh, and I'm just using the 60 and 1 on there at the moment because that's what's in it at the, mission, at the minute. I've had three goes, and the highest I've got so far is 191,400. It's quite hard, this level, uh, which is pitiful, but the joystick on that machine has got a very, very short and very springy joystick. It's not long enough to actually get hold of properly because when mm. I made the, the control panel, and it's, it was a shortened one anyway, and it's got a wooden panel on there, so it's obviously not sticking up through enough. And it's an eight-way. So when you sort of move in a certain direction and let the joystick go, it springs too much and hits the switch on the side so you're facing the wrong way. And you don't Mm. want to be doing that in kicking. You need to be facing the right way when you're kicking stuff. Yeah. So I have got excuses. But what I'm going to do is I'm really enjoying the difficulty of it because normally you can just play forever, or I can. And it's quite easy to do. And it sort of gets a bit tedious after a while. But this one is quite challenging. So what I'm going to do on that machine, I'm going to put my my proper PCB of kicker in there, set Mm. it to those settings, and put a nice four-way switch joystick in there. And I'm going to go and 
I'll go back to this game and try and get a million. That's going to be my goal for that particular version of it. So, yeah, mm. the world record is five million, though, so that is quite hard. It is. Well, for, for my 10 pence arcade archives, I went back to Wonder Boy, which we reviewed in February 2015. And if you want to see one of my favourite covers I did... Which well, that is, is a good cover, yes. Yeah, have a look at that, kids. I've, I've stopped doing the graphics now because I'm lazy, but there you go. They were good, Sean. They were really yeah. good. The kicker yeah. one's really smart as well. I might have to put those old pictures on the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, yeah, we should start doing that because some of these old ones are brilliant. They're really good. It's a wonder boy. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I went back to it after playing really? Act Fancy. Yeah, I love it. The oh, graphics. compared to Act Fancy, anything's good. The quirky graphics and the memorable sound. I like I like the just that it's just two buttons. I think it's a bit like Mario where you can fire and speed up on one button on the early Mario games. Yeah. And then jump. The secrets, it's just a massive game, there's so much to it. The power the skateboard power up is just awesome to play. I wish there was a whole game with that skateboard power up. It's just so cool to use that. I'm surprised someone hasn't done it. The Do you energy know what? You know, you know saying that, that that is a better game than Act Fancer. I find that that trapping your testicles in the fridge door is better than Act Fancer. It'd be quite hard to do, but you'd well, have to take your boxes off, wouldn't you? Depends how high your freezer is as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but oh, everything, everything about Wonderboy is just classic. I love it so good. I, I got, I'm rusty on this as well, but I just kept, I put, I got to about the beginning of level three, which is what, I didn't get much farther when we were playing it because it starts getting brutally hard. Yeah, it does. But I've got, I, with save states, and I put on... Oh, you cheating get! I put on endless lives and Ooh, always... Oh, you cheating get! Always have axe. So when you die, you've got the axe when you come back. And I've got to level five so far. I'm like crawling through it. <laughs> I like Some people can do that just normally, though, once they see it. Yes, yeah, amazing, that. It's a, it's a really long game, isn't it? When you When you start... I watched, obviously, when we did it, I watched someone play through the whole game, and it's a big old game. It's massive. It's eight levels, eight eight levels of four rounds, and you've of... got to get all the you've got to get all the dolls to finish the game properly as well, haven't you? They're all hidden yeah. in certain places, and there's four areas in each round, so it's like thirty two. It's a massive game, isn't it? Levels, yeah, long levels. I like. I didn't like Wonder Boy. I just really don't like the inertia in that game. But I like some of the later, the more modern Wonder Boys. I've got Wonder Boy, the is it the Monsters Trap on on Switch? Yeah, and it's very, very, very similar to Shantae, which is a really, really cool game. And I'm trying to get through it, but I've, Yoshi's got in the way, and a few other games have got in the way. So I will go back to it. It's a really, really nice game. It looks lovely as well, but it hasn't got the same mechanics as the original Wonder Boy, which is good mm. for me. Yeah, I don't think they ever got better than the original Wonder Boy, really don't. Yeah, they did. Nah, nah, nah. Yes. Nice. Recent pickups. I have got uh, some new upgraded firmware, thanks to Mr. Chris CMP, on my Vectrex Vec Fever cart. So now, on my Vectrex, without any additional hardware, I can play the original Arcade Asteroids, Asteroids Deluxe, Red Baron, Tempest in black and white, Space Jewel in black and white, and Tail Gunner. And they are brilliant on the Vectrex. They work lovely on there. It's really good. Wow, um, cool, I think it? someone's developing 
a cartridge with a mini computer in it, possibly a Pi Zero, so you can play all the main games, vector games on, on the Vectrex. But that's going to be a bit of a feat, that one. That's going to be mm-hmm. so cool when that comes out. Because that means you can play proper vector games on a proper vector screen and play all of them together. So I think you'd have to make different um, control methods for it. But that's what another thing a lot of Vectrex homebrewers are doing. They're making like spinners up for it and asteroids control panels and all sorts. Light pens. Loads of gear going on the Vectrex. The Vectrex homebrew scene is brilliant. Really good. It's got, yes, really has got a second life now, hasn't it, Vectrex? It's awesome. Such a good machine as well. Mm. The other pickup I've got is uh, the joystick mech, which is a big old bent up welded unit for the left right on Space Fever. So I'm really happy about it because I didn't have one and I'd have to make one. It would have been a bit of a bit of a bind making that because a lot of parts to it. Mm. Anything your end, sir? Well, I did pick up yesterday some large bottles of Hop House 13 Lager beer. That's well, that, when you messaged me. That's not IPA, but, is it? No, it's kind of it's it's a lager brewed by Guinness. It's got that kind of a oh, bit of yeah. a beer, bit of a beer taste. But when I woke up this morning, Vic, they're gone. They're gone. Gone. Yeah. Did a naughty dog have them, or a rat come in the night and drink them? I think yeah, because I, I only remember having a few. Actually, a bearded oh. rat. I saw you when I talked to you last night drinking one. Yeah, perhaps. you probably forgot. Maybe yeah, they, maybe they evaporated with the bottles as well. Could have done. That's what it was, obviously. Yeah, that's mm. what it is. Yeah. I'm glad you're off that rubbish IPA flowery crap. Oh, no, I'm still on that. Mm-hmm. Tastes like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Listener feedback. First feedback we got is from Elena Coulson Lives, or at Kitty Ping. Good name. What a brilliant podcast again. I admit I have no idea what you're talking about when you get technical and all that, but I find it strangely relaxing. Keep up the good work. Oh, it's not that hard. I'm with you there, Kitty Ping. <laughs> and he, uh, Mr. Arcade Psychic Rich, uh, thank you for the amazing words about the app on your Robotron podcast. So pleased you're using it, and good luck on your quest to beat Charlie Fire and get to the top of the Swimmer leaderboard. Ooh, ooh, that's a thought. That's what I need to do is go back to Swimmer. Brilliant. Thanks for reminding me. Rich, uh, Tagster, just listened to the podcast. Victor was talking about getting back into Swimmer. It's a basic game that should be crap, but it's actually really fun. As Victor mentioned, the music is very catchy too. I think the Twin Galaxies World Record was only about 110,000 points when I played it last. So that's achievable. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I do like Swimmer. Great game. This is from Andrew Hannay. Sorry to disappoint, but putting the plastic in the sun that we mentioned last time will make the yellow in worse. See here. He's left us a little link for that. And I looked at it. Um, and on my Amiga 600, which I left on the shed roof for a while, it looks loads better after just a few days in the sun. So the Retrobyte how-to in the link, it also says to leave it out in the sun. So I'm not sure what he means by that. Well, maybe it's different kind of plastics that do that. I don't know. But it certainly helped my Amiga 600. Mm. Uh, Mike Burke. Hello, Victor and Sean. Just listen to your Robotron 2048 episode. Another great episode. Robotron is my favourite arcade game of all time. The game has got it all. Great, great gameplay. Great sound. Great looking for its time. And hugely satisfying when you have a great game. I played it so much back in the day, I managed to get really good at it. One of the few games I was ever good at. I could regularly clock the game if I had the spare time. It takes around three hours to get 10 million points on standard settings. You were helped along the way at wave 256, which is actually wave one, and you start it all over again, but usually your score is at 7 million points by this stage. Sometimes the arcade owner would bump up the difficulty level whenever he saw us hogging the machine hours at a time. Although it initially made it harder, it helped us get better and we kept playing it. 
Hmm. One time he turned off extra awarding lives. This wasn't fun, and thankfully only did this for a couple of days. I think the highest I got was 150,000 points on just three lives. I fired up MAME a couple of weeks back to play it on my computer. I got 230k with a keyboard. With a keyboard. So hard I got sore hands playing, but I forgot to submit the score. Oh well. I say stick with the game, you'll end up loving it. Thanks for the tips down memory lane and each with each podcast. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Mike Burke in Wellington, New Zealand. Wellingtons. We've got one from Bazpat Zipper. He says, regarding your JPAC problem, Sean, check this thread. And there is something on there about the JPAC sync. I will put that link on the website for you to look at because I think it's quite a common problem, that one. Hopefully yeah. that will fix it for everyone. I think you've just got a. I looked at that and you've just got to. Um, solder two little points together on the back of the, the, the J-Pack and that sorts it apparently. Oh God. Have you done it yet? No. Just just put a bit of, I don't know, smear a bit of like mustard on it or something. That'll probably help, won't it? Probably. Mustard? I don't think mustard's good for a J-Pack. Mustard's be... not good for anything. It's nasty stuff. Branston pickle might do it. Ooh, just one, now you're talking. One Branston pickle chunk. Yeah, just a little apple pickle chunk. That'll probably help. Yeah. They're conductive, yeah. aren't they? Must be. Well, yeah, they taste nice. There must be. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Mr. Phil Nez for Life's been on. Great podcast, you pair of glorious buffoons. Oh. Had the last couple of podcasts queued up for my trip to the US and was not disappointed. Thanks for getting me a Play Choice gun, Vic. I picked him a Play Choice gun for him last time we went on a little raid. Mm. Looking into holster options now. Don't forget, I can now convert Play Choice Tennis and Golf to much more interesting games like Balloon Fight and Mario Brothers. Brilliant. If anyone's interested, then drop me a PM. And, Ooh. Mr. Phil Nez for Life, I was going to 3D print you up a holster for your gun, but it's a large part. It's going to take a long time and a lot of filament, and I don't think it's going to last. So what I'm going to do, Phil, is make you a metal one. But give me a bit of time to do that. I've got to find a big bit of material at work and do it for you. But I'll make you an aluminium one. it be a lot better and harder wearing. Aluminium. This is from Roger. Is this Roger Cantor? It is. Dominux 8s, we run about these sticks, are low-profile leaf-switch joysticks similar to a Wicco, but can fit in shallow control panels. Yeah, because that gives me an idea about doing a Robotron ISIS cabinet. Because they've only got little control panels and not very deep. So mm. if I can fit one of those in there, I might get some of them. I'd love a little Robotron. Robotron's had a real effect on me. I, I liked it before, and now I like it a lot, lot more, and we played it more. Mm. I have been having sneaky sneaky goes of it at the club because it's like a two-minute game, isn't it? Well, so, it depends if you rubbish at it or not, but yeah, normally. I am still rubbish at it, but it, yeah, it's, it is good. It is, it, it, I am playing it a lot more than I used to. If you feel like Mike Burke, though, you can play it for three hours. That's not a sneaky go. Mm. You get told off. Uh, Matt from Somerset. I was going to do a Somerset accent, but I just can't. I can't do it, Sean. Go on. Just want to drop you fellas an email. No, I can't. I'm telling you to keep up the good work. I've listened to the show for many a moon, and because of you boys, I decided to build my own bar top using a Raspberry Pi. Over the last who knows how many months, your featured games have changed the way I play by making me stick with games I may not have had up, taken to on first inspection. This month, I'm finally taking the plunge into your high score tables and we're submitting a score for Act Fancer. Not my cup of typhoo, but hey, next time might be a gem. Oh, it's going to be. Scores under the name Greasy Strangler. Oh, I need to add him to uh, Arcade Sidekick. I've seen his name on there. Uh, Keep on keeping on, you beautiful-faced, biscuit-based sex ninjas. Matt from Somerset. (laughs) P.S. I like it. Anytime you're taking a trip to 
time warp in Bridgewater, let me know and I'll get the kettle on. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want a trip down there again, actually. It's in uh, Stuart Tracy for a while. Mm, yeah, we, we'll should, we should have a little road trip one weekend. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Riley, great cast again, fellas. A unified love for a featured game was unusual but deserved. Kudos to Vic for his brilliant accent work as well. Always makes me laugh. Yeah, sorry about the summer set. Thomas, the wrath of... Having heard Whitney from Broken Token sing its praises, it was great to finally get the mit- my mitts on Mr. Ron, as in Robotron. Fab episode, sirs. On Act Fancer, my two penneth, if it's a decent idea, badly executed. It's got charm, but at the same time, it isn't awfully good. That little screen is sick, though. Title screen. I do like the presentation during the attract sequence. Shame the game doesn't quite live up to it. Mm, I've got different thoughts about that title screen, which we'll talk about mm. a little bit later on. Yeah, Peter came and Sweden got that arcade psychic app today. It looks cool. Added a gigawing score and smokes you and Holly's score. The app might need to tweak position of score to fit it all. Add me, came and Sweden, which I have done. It's the friends list. So have I. Uh, Tobias Bergeld. The 10 pence arcade is the only pod I listen to when it shows up in my feed. Message to Sean. Learn how properly jump kick in kicker. Because you said you put the two buttons together on one button. Yeah. There is a difference between pressing jump and kick together versus jump kick and then kick. Makes a whole of a difference when you know how to properly play the game. If you're ever doing an old game from previous episode, I'd love to see kicker with the hardest sentence, which I have done, Tom Tobias. I have done, and I'm going to stick to that one. And you are totally right, because when the guys throw swords at you, or when the, the, the bad bosses throw the ninja stars at you, you've got to jump, and as they're coming towards you, kick on the way down. If you press them both at the same time, you'll miss them and they'll hit you. Lesson be told to you, Sean. I just jumped down a level or up a level to dodge him. That's because you're a scaredy cat. The, the kicker we played was on the hardest settings. Do you remember? I think it was, yeah, but I don't think the lives were set to two. I think it was set to five. Because yeah. I remember getting about... Oh, I got quite a good score on that, but I think someone beat the world record on that particular setting when they played it. Victor got 672,300 and Phil V85 got over 2 million. Mm. Hmm. John T sent us this Robotron Easter egg, which you can unlock. It's, it's a sort of celebration, uh, 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 what do you call it, a credit screen. Oh, yeah, okay. Designed there was one. Wow. Yeah. This is, this is Robotron 80, 2084, it says, designed exclusively by Williams Electronics for VidKids, etc. Yeah. And I forgot, I forgot how you get there, but you can get there, and I've not copied that bit in. It's something to do with a hedgehog. And a spatula, isn't it? Yeah. And some tea. Oh, okay. Not for you, then. Mm. Mm. Some chicken legs. Chris Plus Plus has been on, talking about Akfansa. Not bad. Hmm. Reminds me of Turrican on the C64. It's got a weird title, but I wonder if they were trying to come up with a catchy-sounding superhero name or something. The thing is, the game may act fancy, but the big bad guy at the end of every section, who you typically have to shoot 46 million times, the one who's sometimes referred to as the boss, was a tired game element by this point. Act fancy is smooth and pretty with some cool backgrounds that look like guts. But it's formulaic in the end. I'll probably play it again whenever I want to kill giant mosquitoes. Hate those giant mosquitoes. Whitney, Broken Token, oh yes my good men, the game and the episode is awesome, great pick this month guys, and happy to sing the praises of you both, 
You can't beat Robotron. No way, no how. What you should know, he's got his own machine. Lance Endres. Uh, used Victor's brilliant hot glue technique on T-molding channel of my Century Vanguard restoration this past weekend. It wasn't quite the glue cannon you've got on hand, but it's a simple craft gun that did the trick. Nice one. Mm. Steve Dixon. Uh, nice to see you at the club the other day, Steve. Chocolate Digestive named Britain's greatest biscuit of all time on National Biscuit Day. But they had a... This is Lad Bible, so I won't read too much into it. No. But they had... They had final semi-finals and in and in one of the semi-finals or one of the heats custard creams oh here we go yeah custard creams beat chocolate hobnobs in the semi-finals that's that's truth it was on lab bible so it's a load of nonsense yeah i should have said that bit yeah luke helwick have you played psycho nick's oscar and i replied that yes and i quite like it it's by data east and we kind of thought it might have been a follow-up to this this week's featured game, but I'm not sure if it is, and it's a much better game. Mm, he's another local at the club. Uh, Ten Shearers, a guy called Ten Shearers, Graham. Here from sunny Yorkshire. First things first, I must apologise for Yorkshire tea incident at last week, last year's UK VAC meetup. Hope your glasses are okay. Had few too many drinks. I don't remember that. What happened? I don't know. I think he got tea on me glasses. Did he attack you with tea? Oh, you bad! Sure. Oh, you bad man! I can't remember. Anyway, I recently went to meet up at the, uh, meet up at Danny Frothmeister's and was going on about the future Ten Pence Arcade games to review, and we both car- categorically agreed on Metro Cross. It looks all right. It's it looks a horrible right. game. I hate it. So, could you yourself and Victor think about doing this game justice and reviewing it in the near future? No. Oh, okay. That's old, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Act Fancer, a review of it is put. Absolutely lovely looking game. Can't fault the gameplay being a mixture of run and gun plus shooter, which is up my alley. The, power ups, the powering up system works really well and the enemies are all nicely balanced, including massive bosses. Massive bosses. I like the way of holding the joystick up after pressing the jump button to keep your cyborg in the air, so it ends up being a combination of pressing the fire button and the jump button to succeed in the game. So all in all, it gets a thumbs up from me. Excellent pick, Sean. Yeah. I actually got him into Flicky a couple of years ago and he's still playing it. And he's put it on the arcade sidekick app. He can get four and a half million on an original cab and seven and a half million on MAME. Wow. What's the difference what? between the two then? I don't know. He probably plays MAME a lot more, doesn't he? Oh, good score. Right, this is the wrath of Thomas Kahn again. Great, again. Great casting, guys. If you hadn't told us, I wouldn't have guessed you were fighting Microsoft's Gremlin Army to get it to us. And yeah, we were. Had so much to think about from this. We'll try and keep it brief. Have a habit to get full broken token length if I don't watch it. Totally got the one console at a time deal, Victor. I'm the same. I'm not really up to the full AAA plot game focus after shift. So do the arcade games, puzzlers, etc. during the week. They're normally AAA gaming at the weekend. Unless it's a Dark Souls game, then all bets are off. I have no idea what that is. Mm. Sean, did you upload Tracy's Joust Runs? This is the the... Gamer at Arcade Club is getting really good at Joust. She's up to four and a half million now. Wow. We'll be stoked to see those. Got a lot of love for that game, even though I play like my fingers are broken. We'd love to see an expert player tear through it. Also, mad props to her for having the patience to practice with the bizarrely broken controls of Midway Arcade Treasures. Digital Eclipse mullered a lot of the controls. At least Robotron, Road Blasters and Spioner have this horrendous control glitch that causes you to continuously veer to the upper right when you use any control method. That uses the dual sticks on the PS2, hence my bizarre D-pad and shape buttons control out for our Robotron. 
That's weird. Diagonals were straight mm. off the table, but using the same controls on the DS Geometry Wars, at least, put me in the decent stead. Oddly, Smash TV is fine, though. When you do Smash TV, I am there. That is a game we would do in the future, though. I like Smash TV. Mm. Final note. Total carnage? Just don't do it. They'll hear Victor rage quit in Norway. Quite a munching hell. Might be worth to see if Charlie Fuck can somehow use Divine Game Intervention to get the 1cc on it. Take it easy, guys. Come! <laughs> I'll get a sore throat if I keep doing that. So, thanks for all the feedback. Too punctual, but prettier than ever. Yeah. Friendly shout-outs. Massive shout-out to Chris CNP. Thanks for having us over again, Chris, you lovely man. Also, thanks to Chunksin, who was there, for his tireless work and... Mr. Dave Flintstone was helping him out. Tireless work on the emulation software hardware on the pies. Absolutely brilliant. I want to give a shout out to Steve Tyke for getting nine, nine, goodness me. Lots of nines, lots of nines. 999,999 centipedes streamed live on the Facebook Arcade Club page. Wow. He, he made a couple. He made a couple of mistakes, and he had to inch towards 999. He had to keep killing himself an inch towards 999 and not wow. roll it. In. And he did it. He did it. That is I'll a massive it. feat, isn't it? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to YouTuber Kim Justice, who's done an absolutely excellent retrospective on Manic Miner, Jet Set Willy, and the Troubled guy matthew smith it's an hour long i haven't really, watched this yet but i will next time i'm in the bath i'll watch this it's really interesting do they go on about yeah. the bugs in jet set willy yeah she goes on about everything yeah it's, I, I really like jet set willy back in the day i used to play with a friend of mine I used to go around because he had a spectrum and i didn't have one and we just used to try and get as far as we could in the game just to find the different levels and there's so many bugs in that game you needed lots yeah, of was. pokes just to be able to complete the game because it wasn't it wasn't you couldn't finish it with the original stock game, it's impossible. You couldn't do it. No, no. There's a. It goes into that and and uh, the mental health issues that the guy had. And yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a troubled guy, wasn't he? It was recently on the Retro podcast, the first interview he's done for years. I actually saw him. I saw him a few years ago in Manchester doing an interview. Yeah. And I asked him a question from the audience, but he had very, very long pauses, and I think he he really struggled with. Yeah. He was a bit of a genius, really, because he did a lot of those games when he was 16 years old. Yeah. And when most of us were messing around with basic, doing like little silly quiz games or just getting a little man to walk across the screen, he was doing fully functional machine code games, which were like number one sellers, sold a million and all this lot at 16 years old. So yeah, there's something there. Definitely there's something there. Mm, I think by 19, he'd done Jet Set Willie and that was it. Yeah. Uh, one more shout out for me. Jonathan Clayton, thank you for that uh, Space Fever joystick. And he's also helped me out with some other bits and bobs as well. Thank you very much, sir. And I'm going to give a shout out to Lewis Batcave, who's closed his shop. He's closed his shop to move on to Pastures New because. But he's not stopping gaming, are Lewis? He's getting more and more cabs. He's getting more in the arcade stuff. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got 15 in his house. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> nice one, Lewis. I've, I've got an idea what he's going to do next, but I'm not going to say in case you don't want people to know. So best of luck, mate. Tell me afterwards. Yeah, cool. Okay. Nice one. Arcade Master Quiz. Here we go. Your name, Victor. Uh, your name. Um, uh, Victor Marland. Your chosen profession and what you want to talk and answer, answer thing on. 
shooting stuff in face, jumping over Aww. stuff, and kicking stuff on arcade machines. Oh, I kicked. Right, here we go. Ten questions. That's me pressing some buttons. You have until the dawn of the dinosaurs to answer this quiz. I don't know what I'm going on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I've lost it. Right, question number one yeah. of, of ten. Data East 1991 Thunderzone is what type of a game? I've never heard of it. Thunderzone. Thunderzone. A fighting game? <laughs> no, it's, it's a, a run and gun. A mm. bit like Metal Slug. I bet it's rubbish. <laughs> Number two, true or false? Midway's Laguna Racer has a black and white display. True. True. Yeah, you got that one. It's an old one, isn't Number it? three. The confusingly titled NBA Jam is not about jam at all, but what? Basketball. Yes. I was going to do a silly answer then, but I thought I'd get a, I want to get the points. It's not jam. They're stupid, NBA. Anyway, what three... This is a good one. What three major companies are involved in licensing Tatsumi's TX1? There were three companies. Oh, Namco? Atari. Yeah. Tatsumi, I suppose, is it? No. Ooh. Ooh, can I get two-thirds of a point? Yeah, I'll give you two points for that. Okay. Who was the third company? Oh, really? Taito, yeah. Okay, because that was one of the follow-ups, unofficial follow-ups to pole position, wasn't it? Yeah. It says, license license to the US to Namco for manufacture and Atari for distribution, mm-hmm. licensed to Taito for all Eastern Hemisphere countries except Japan. Oh, cool. Okay. How weird. Yeah. Here's a trick question. Number five. If Juno was in a race, where would she come? First. Yes. <laughs> You've got five out of five because that other one had two. Wow. Is, is a proper one. How many levels are there in Gottlieb's Krull? Ten. Five. Ooh, I've actually got that game. Rope Man was a bootleg of which 1983 Konami game? Rope Rock and Man. Rope. Yes. Have we said that before? Might have said that. We've not done it in the quiz, but we have actually done the game. It's a good little game. Mm. This is a good one. Which 1980 static screen shoot 'em up had a picture of the Statue of Liberty in the background? Oh, is it New York, New York? <laughs> Yes! Oh, my God. Yes. Number nine. What does condition yellow mean in Bosconian? Oh. So let me turn the machine on a minute. Let me have a quick look. <laughs> uh, condition yellow means you're being attacked. Well, enemies present. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that one as well. Green means there's nothing on the screen, but yellow is when you're being attacked, and red is when they all go mental. Condition yeah. red! Condition red! <laughs> Socks off. How it, right, last question. <laughs> How is Nichibutsu's 1981 game Royal Mahjong different from all the other Mahjong games out there? Because it was written by the Queen. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's a trick question. It isn't different. It's just bloody same. Of course it is. But so, for all those questions, yeah. I give myself a... You, you got, I think you've got the record there. I think you've got eight out of ten. Yeah. But one of them was, th- you got two points on one of them, so it's really seven out of ten. But yeah. Eight out of ten. Yes. Well done. Happy about that one. Mm. 
and I forget how to move when my mouth is this dry. So I'll just have a quick drink. Hmm. Right then. I'm on water tonight, not Hop House 13. Hmm. I should hope so too. Feature game review. Let's let our mysterious Japanese lady kick off our、uh, featured game review. 今週のおすすめゲームは、アクトフェンサー、サイバーネティックハイパーウェポン。1989年に日本のゲーム会社から発売されました。データイーストコーポレーション。Mm. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Yes, very nice. Thank you very much. I love them bits. This is Act Fancer Cybernetic Hyper Weapon, to give it its full rubbish name. <laughs> it uses a HUC 6280 CPU, a CPU developed by Hudson Soft and famously the heart of the PC engine. Also uses a separate 6502 for the sound hardware. This game was released by Data East in 1989, a scrolling run and gun game. It's a horizontally orientated game that uses an eight way joystick and two buttons jump and fire. Pressing up at the height of your jump allows you to hover slowly down, bomb jack styly. Like an empty crisp packet in the winds of time. Yeah, an empty robotic crisp packet. <sighs> yeah. How to play? I've just written about three lines because I ran out of time. So You、there's... ran out of the time in the three weeks we've had to do this? Yeah, I've, not, I've been working a lot. I've not had a lot of sleep. Excuses. I'm okay. Excuses. I'm okay. I'm okay now. Excuses. Yes, it's a, it's a run and gun. You're a robot. You run left to right. You shoot stuff. It looks really good when you start it up. You've, you've got like a,、mm. crushed, a crushed ruins of a, of a statue behind you. Knackered and, statue. Knackered, and, the, and, and the, your, your body looks really good. And you've you, you you got an initial fire. It looks like a, like a hunched over alien. And then he, he powers up. The blue orbs power him up to about five, I think. There's, it's a linear power, there's nothing to choose, you just keep powering up. And the red orbs that you collect, you collect these blue and reds by shooting the baddies, they, they sort of spit them out when they die. The red su- sustains your power up for longer, otherwise, if you just carry on playing, your power goes down and down and down. And you can, you can get one hit before you die. If, if you have a power up, you go back to your initial form. It looks like a robot dog. And then you get killed. A rubbish robot dog, obviously. And it's, it's got the flicky bounce jumper mechanics. If you keep your finger on the button when you're in the air and you land, and you've got your finger on the button when you land, you immediately jump again, which can get you out of some trouble.、Oh, okay. And you've created a new thing. Which is? A, a, mis- a Mr. Hurry Up. Ah,、uh, Mr. Hurry Up, yeah. Yeah. He is a thing. You get, you get Mr. Hurry Up in different forms in lots of games. Rygar comes to mind. It's if you mess around too long. Yeah. You get something to push you along the screen. This is a big orange git. Yeah. It? It's not a cute little skeleton like in Bubble Bubble when Skelly comes after you. Yeah. What other games have a Mr. Hurry Up? Does Green Beret have a Mr. It Hurry does, Up? It does, yeah. I think、um, it, like, Jet flies over and bombs you if you take too long. Yeah.、Mm. I think it, maybe it's just the, the run and guns that have them to, to push you further into the game. Yeah. It's very good, that. Anyway, go on. You, you've written loads of stuff here, and、I'm, I think most of it's going to be insulting to the game. But <laughs>、um, you are very correct, sir. So, the power ups in detail,、uh, as you said, 
when you fire, when you hit a certain aliens, a blue orb flies out of them. And it doesn't hang around on the screen. It just buggers off almost straight away. So you've got to catch it quick. You've got to jump and catch it. And then the red ones keep your, your blue power-ups lasting longer. So the first one, the initial form, is the Mutt's Nuts. Yeah. It, it fires forwards. You will revert to this form upon being hit by an enemy. So that is true. If you take another hit from an enemy in this form, you will lose one life and start the stage over from either the beginning or a midpoint. This is the useless metal dog thing. Mm. The first form is the sissy. Fires two shots aimed at the ground, which ricochet and damage destroy enemies. Hey, where is the most useless place we can fire stuff? I know, the floor. (laughs) The second form is the chiffon shirt. Fires three projectiles at the ground, which can explode on impact and jet flames high above the ground. Can also be worn to fancy parties thrown by celebrities such as Elton John, the King of Norway, or Bono. Great. Third form is Pish. (laughs) Fires five projectiles in a fan-like pattern from above the fencer, which is the main character. The fencer can also do gates and lawns. As well as fences. Hmm. Mm. Fourth form, Benabu, fires five projectiles from the rear of the fencer, which flies forward and and deals damages to enemies. I know... Let's fire them out of his ass and then randomly around the screen. Yay! <laughs> Fifth form is the ARSE. Uh, fires projectile which diagonally in the air when fires projectiles in eight directions, which then mutates into Warnock Whip for no reason. A Warnock Whip. I like Warnock Whips. I don't like the Warnock bit. Sixth uh. form, Zacros. Fires missiles into the air and fires homing pigeons at enemies. Enemies are dealt pecks to the eyes and neck. Oh. Most of that was made up. Now, level one, this isn't. This is real stuff. This is truth. Truth. Truth, y'all. Level one. It's a standard outdoor level, getting attacked by futuristic bugs and such. Mid-level boss, a blobby thing, which turns into an annoying, fast, bouncy eyeball when you've shot at it a bit. The end-level boss is a grey lady statue with a badly drawn snack around its neck, spitting spitty stuff at you. Oh. Ooh, don't like spitty stuff. Level two, loads of jumpy platforms. You weirdly get attacked, which looks like scenery rocks. Mm. I'm not sure why. Loads of floating required this level. What should I watch on a video? Because I didn't get that far. Mm. I watched a video uh, with a guy called, or a person called Slouchy, who's a really good player. They won CC'd this in the video. Beware. Badly drawn enemies and annoying repetitive, repetitive music on this level. The boss is a red nutsack at the top of the screen and four snacky <laughs> things on the side of the screen. Stand wherever your weird angled shots are pointed at. Who knows? And kill off the pink little thing and then keep firing at the snacks, avoiding their spio. Absolutely nothing happens when you do the level. Now You do need your power-ups to get the bosses. You do need the power-ups to get through the levels. This... This that level is boring. It's just platforms. It's very uninspired. It's, it's rubbish. It doesn't look like any of the other mm. levels either, which is weird. So level three, if you bother to get that far, this is the underground lair. Same baddies from level one, which is lazy. The first part boss is a ripoff of the alien uh, head, which spits into two at the jaw, which is weird, and floats around the screen. Then a snack made from circles pops out and scrolls you to the next part boss. A tall alien thing which lobs out its horn and blue bubbly things. Is this supposed to be a bad copy of R-Type's first awesome baddie? Mm, looks like they've nicked it a bit. Don't know. Jeebus. The boss doesn't even bother exploding. I reckon it's just a wheeled off to an old video game boss retirement home in Cleethorpe somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's as far as I got. I couldn't be bothered to get, any, to get past that. Well, level four. 
alien factory stroke building. More crap bugs and fun platforms to fart about on. Short level onto a fixed screen Spider battle with a few eyeless snack alien ripoffs again. Spider-Man is having you for dinner tonight. <laughs> level 5. Oh, Christ, when will it end? <laughs> Not sure where this level is set. The top of the screen has some knackered pipes all over it and the background is just plain back, Sean. No, black. No, just black. Yeah. No, nothing, just black. No, no level animation bits, nothing in the back, just black. Rubbish. Wiggly pubic lice appear out of nowhere. Your progress onto what appears to be a sewer, where this game was probably developed, and more evil eels belch out stuff at you. The big boss is a total rip-off of the first baddie on our type. So poor. A face even comes out of its eye. Did an eight-year-old, a weird eight-year-old kid, design this game? Rubbish animation on this one. Hang about, there's another boss. Yes, it looks like a Geiger alien again. But there's a twist. When you shoot at it a lot and avoid creepy qualities it fires at you, it turns into the final boss, bloody ED-209 from Robocop. You have 20 seconds to comply. Which Data East also did. I joke you not, right? It looks like ED-209, or possibly the ship from our type. It's got a weird sort of rounded bit on the front of it. Mm-hmm. This looks really hard to finish, this level, when I watched it. As by now, you've, de- you've, you've devolved back into the original robot thing, and you're basically yeah. firing stale peas and potatoes at the bad guy. The evil R-type ship stroke ED-209's mum fires out as many as eight homing missiles at you. A lot of time jumping and floating around is required to avoid these. An infinite fire button presses to finish the game, but you have to hit it so many times to try and complete it. Mm. So when you finish the game, you get to see the people responsible for this game and a bit of an animated cutscene. You're then dumped back at the start of the game again for your next loop or switch it off and go to the toilet, whatever you like. So basically, the gameplay I watched was done in 13 and a half minutes and the player Schlouchy didn't lose a life once during this game. Bizarre. Tips and secrets. Inch your way through the screens. You can't really rush it. Some jump over the enemies coming at you from behind as sometimes they shoot orbs when you shoot them. So the orbs are flying backwards and you can catch them because if you shoot them immediately, they just fly off the left side of the screen. That's it really. Learn it and it's just, it's a bit dull. Yeah. Do you know you know what? I played it. I should do more research, kids. It's time. It's time. And I put it on five minutes. First level. I thought, this looks really good. Animation's good. The character character seems to control well. I thought, yeah, give this a go. But that's it. It doesn't get any better than the first 20 seconds. In fact, it gets worse. You are not going to be allowed to pick another game because of this. Well, you did pick Kangaroo. Kangaroo's awesome. <laughs> Ask Sal. Ask Sal. I tell you. So basically, the graphics and sound on this game, it looks and sounds exactly like a 90s console game, which I suppose it basically is, because it's powered with a PC Engine, really. Mm. Someone already mentioned it looks like a SNES game. It's actually a PC Engine game. It's the same processor. It has, I think, ugly art, rather like the old Psygnosis game Shadow of the Beast, which I hated back in the day as well. I suppose you could call this sort of Geiger-esque artwork, which I've never been that one over by myself and never really liked it. Music's okay. To be honest, I prefer simple tunes and pew-pews in my arcade games. I suppose it's because I'm more of a fan of the early arcade games rather than the 90s ones. 
as your character evolves through the power-ups, the animation gets worse. You're literally floating it at one point. Your legs don't even yeah. move on it. It's just, it looks all, I suppose you're supposed to be this creature that's like a, a robot that's evolving. You are flying around, but it just looks lazy. You, there's no mm. moving parts. You, your character's just like moving. It looks like it's glitched and it's just moving along without any animation. It's awful. And why does every single bad guy on the game have a crosshair, like a target on it? Have you noticed that? Not everyone. Yeah, they do. You really? watch it. All the little characters that come that come at you have got a target on. Is it supposed to be because you're a robot and you're targeting them? It just looks weird. It kind of ruins yeah. the, the effect. I don't know why they bother with it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah actually, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's not clever. Uh, the bad graphics example, I want to put this picture on the website as well for you to look at. If you look at the Spider boss area on level four, I think it is, just look how blocky the background is. It's just a bunch of green squares. It is not very good. That is mm. that is really cheap effect. Really cheap. Yeah, it's not great, that. No cabinet art. I think it was just a kit. Yeah, marquee looks nice. There's nice artwork on the marquee. Okay. But that that's about it. A bit of trivia on this game. When the game boots up, it looks like it's crashed. Because it's got a load of lines drawing on the screen. Oh, God, it's crashed, not working. That is not a good start to any game. (laughs) And, oddly enough, I actually have a PCB of this game. It is incredibly rare and sought after. (laughs) That's it, just landed in the bin. God. Sorted. Now, no one can suffer at the hands of this thing. Right, let's do some scores. Quite a lot of people played it. Thank you for playing. And Sean is very, very sorry. Aren't you, Sean? Um, I'm very sorry, kids. I didn't mean to do it. Right, Jason Rayner from Arcade Club Leeds got zero. Nil point. And he says, I have no time to play as he's been busy setting up Arcade Club Leeds. Sure, I deserve at least one point for that. No, you do not. Minus one point. He does. He's done a great job. He's a chancer, that bloke. Mark, happy dude, 8,910. Nope, nope, and once again I say nope. Poor game with even worse jump mechanics. I have deleted this one from my hard drive. He's Mark, unhappy dude. ZX Michael, 100,000 points exactly. Oh no, got about about 100k and forgot to take a photograph. Not putting that mince back on, so put me down for zero, please. (laughs) Not having it. Give him a point. Exploding Pinball Man, 107.240. Get behind me, Satan. They can't be all as good as Robot Rom. Mm. Damien IW, 108,960. Not sure I'm going to play this one anymore. Sorry, it's just not for me. Mm. And me, 115,000 odd. I did the first level. That's it. Mm. Ben Granville, 117-100. Not at all a fan of Fat Dancer. Andrew Henne has beaten him by 20 points. My sort of game. Once you get past that first boss, I lost interest as it got silly hard. I'd prefer the game if I was playing a craft of some sort instead of a running and jumping thing. Mm. Buller, 118-9-10. That's 10 minutes I won't be getting back. Harumph. Michael Vortman, 119,790. The bubbles do not jump where I jump. The hornets do. Not really my game. Ooh. Steve Tyke, 126,30. Two games, painful. Brian Haribo, 125,420. Arse biscuits! <laughs> Ed Horse, 125,560. I kind of like it. It's Jamie, lose all your weapons when hit. Oh, Mr. Horse. Mark Watno Gravy. Still without gravy. 126,100. One word review. 
Bobbins. Bobbins. As Clark, 127,930. I don't fancy this act much. <laughs> he is Jimmy, 128,010. It's just not my scene, man. Bring on the next game. It's going to be a good one. Benson Rad, 129,730. Didn't even get past the snake round the statue. Quite hard, but very enjoyable. I plan to play it some more. Yeah. Bill Wellen, 133,740. I thought it looked interesting for the first 10 minutes, but then I realised how meaningless and soulless this game is. Soulless, Sean. Soulless. I was was tricked into thinking it was a good game for Mm. lack of research. Pixel Advocate Podcast. This is where we jump up. It's a massive jump, isn't it? Yeah, because you get 500,000 for killing the bosses and very little points in in level. The the Mm. scoring is so unbalanced. So you can tell that Pixel Advocate is the first guy who's killed the first boss. He's at 511,940. Yeah. Interesting game with some quirky ideas. Boss battle against one-eyed space rock with prolapsed anus is everything. <laughs> Attract mode reminds me of Psy Battler, an outstanding and underrated shooter with cool controls. Mm. Even Sal, Sal Burglarissi, 512,540. He's just gone, <laughs> Chris Plus Plus, 515780. We've read that in the feedback section, haven't we? You have. Dave yep. Flinster has got more than like 58 points this time. 518,530. Okay, getting somewhere. Mm. Rob Arcade 79, 519320. Angry Fancer. Much rage manuf- manifested in the playing of this putem up. It's good, but it really pressed the anger button. No. Alan Delta Lima, 520-750. Might be my only score this show, guys, as flying off to Sunny Slough to, uh, today for the week. It's a weird game, unusual power progression and enemy waves. Expect lots of sleepness out of all these creepy crawlies. Yeah. Tagster, 526-120. Act Fancy Pants. Johnny Cage, 527-080. From Rob Arcade 79 new first-time player by mate Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. This is Greasy Strangler, who's on about before. 527,540. Sacklancer. Getting better incrementally. The best thing about this game is the names people have given it. Yeah. The Greasy Strangler, that conjures up some very weird thoughts. Yeah. Not sure on that name. (laughs) Then again, Tactical Giles. Isn't that tactical? 527,920. Not really feeling this. Looks and feel like a console game. You are dead right, Tactical Giles. Mm. Thomas Wrath of Khan, Khan 529 370 Dear Lord Mr Holly what have you got me playing normally I expect my mini boss to at least wait until screen 6 before before it pulls its winking out <laughs> this power up system makes less sense than an episode of Twin Peaks and he, he spotted a Mr Hurry up on it as well Michael List 532,590 remember this one from my dad's old social club was just as bad at it then rock hard Ooh, Jason Barber 541 100 Good game, never heard of it before. I like it if you lose a power-up, you can recover and power back up. There are too many games that you may as well quit once you are powered down. I'll have some more goes. Thanks for the pick, you see. Oh, Michael Liss has been on again. He's got some progress, so this is his second score. 950,530. Finally made a bit of progress. All about them power-ups, so he's got better at that. Kitty Ping, 951-620. I haven't played a game like this for a while, but I found myself weirdly, weirdly obsessed. High score table music is brilliant. Pesky cockroaches. Cockroaches are always pesky. Mm. Mr. Trollnads, 
964,700. The scoring is weird. You seem to go long way and your score hardly goes up. Then it jumps up a stupid amount for a mid or end of level big alien thingy. Mm, yeah. Neil 25969040. One last go of Arsenal. <laughs> not the best game, not the worst. Belongs on the Amiga, not in the arcade. Yeah, because the Amiga was a terrible machine. No. Oh, I, can hear, I can hear people shouting now. <laughs> Button mashing fun. Uh, 972,060. This offering reminds me of a few games rolled into one. With the altered beast or power-up things being neat, but the hit detection really sours my milk. Ooh, right. Charlie Farr has not played this much. 973,220. Flat Fanta. First goes of this, and I think I'm done. Takes genericness to new heights. Lows. It's it's a Tesco's value, ghouls and ghosts. That's good. <laughs> Is this your Next- score? Next is me, yeah, 976240. You've got, got that the, much on it. I got to the third boss and then I just... What is wrong with you? Sat in the corner weeping. Oh, Sean, I'm so disappointed. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, we've got Majok next, who's scored 1,338,830. So he's obviously done the level three boss. It's a two-part boss, that. Yeah. And also, Matt Neo MK is very close to that score with 1,366,570. Not a bad run and yeah. gun game with a bomb jack hover mode. Just a bit bland. Chelnov is a better Data East sample. Uh, Billy Bang Average will not return. Yeah, if I look at Chelnov. Mm, he, he runs funny. He's, he's atomic. Yeah. He's an atomic runner. Mm. Matthew Bridge, 1757970. Such an annoying game, but I've stuck with it for some reason. Uh, 10 Shearers, 1,909,520. Yep, his, his comments are in the feedback section. In third place is our soul, 2,143,470. Yeah, your cat fancier. Even though it's a bit like a below pass game, it's not without its charms. <laughs> <laughs> in second place, Chris Moon Crest a bootleg. 2,173,300. Acting fancy. I honestly never want to play this game again. How come people are getting 2 million points on this and, and hate it? Why didn't you just stop playing earlier? What's wrong with you people? Uh, no, it's a weird compulsion. It, it's cause, I think it's because you can see that next 500,000. You just beat that little bit of the level. And you're another 500,000 yeah, up. Yeah, it's, but it's like pushing pins under your nails. It's painful. It does hurt that. Talking of painful, Ian Cullen, number one scorer, 2,186,930. I actually think it's fairly decent and we'll come back to it again. But why do I know him, the guy who thought Peter Parker was decent too? <laughs> well done, Ian. Well done for coming first. Awesome score. Lunatic. Ports and sequels you've put, I really hope not. Yeah. Uh, and also, Magic did say earlier, um, my highest act fancy score is a cheating leech. This time I didn't get past the third boss. Apparently, clearing the first phase of the boss fight gives you the points, but as a very wise friend of mine said, points are points. So it was leeching the scores. Mm. No ports and right. sequels to this. I really hope not. Um, I have read somewhere about Psycho Nick's Oscar being a kind of sequel because it's got a weird name. But this has got a stupid name, but it's actually a good little game. I've played a quick bit of it, and it's miles better. Miles better. What platform is it on? 
arcade. Is it? Yeah. All right. It's a little run and gun game game. It's a lot, lot better than this. Lot better. Oh, I'll have to have a look. So, summary and improvements in this game. Well, it's in the bin now, so we can't really do much about that. Yeah. <laughs> I've put score balancing is awful. You seem to get all your points on the bosses. Checkpoints are not great. It's either at the, you need to do the whole level again. I've written screen burn in capital letters. I put a credit in on the cab. And yeah. then just sat sat down and forgot about it, and it's just it just comes up. Press, you know, press. Oh, really? One player button to start, and it just stays out. It doesn't flash. It doesn't move. So there'll be some screen burn there, I think, for kids. Overall, no, it's not great. It's very generic. It looked good for a start, and but it ain't. Sorry, kids, I've let you down. I've let myself down. I've let some other people down that I don't know. Sure. Stop talking, yeah. get in the corner. Yeah. And stay there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be now for some time. I am pretty sure it was the, the huge Mike McGuinness from No Quarter Podcast back in the day who coined the phrase Data East suck. Mm-hmm. From about nineteen eighty four nineteen eighty five onwards, they do indeed, apart from a few exceptions. Here is a brief list of terrible games from Data East. Number one, Express Raider. Number two, Captain Silver. Number three, Hippodrome. Number four, Chelnov Atomic Runner. I think this is good. No, Sean, he runs like you. Number five, Caveman Ninja. Number six, Fighter's History. I'm pretty sure some of the listeners are going to say, I like XX game, but of course I don't care, so no. (laughs) Now, this game, I didn't like it. Didn't like the graphics. Some of the sounds are okay. (sighs) I didn't like the floaty mechanic, Mm. because pressing up to float seems weird. It should have had another button. And I I didn't like the animation, didn't like the, the, the character graphics. I didn't like the way you fire... Why weren't you firing forwards? Because sometimes the fire comes out the rear end of you and then goes, it's weird. It's just really odd. It just, I think they were just trying to be too fancy and it just didn't work. If they, if they fired like, you know, rockets or a barrier or a smart bomb or something like that, or, you know, multiple, you know, just one, two and then three bullets at a time, that, that would work more than sufficiently. I think they tried to be too clever with it. It just was weird. And, when they fire the, the, the orbs out, they almost disappear off screen straight away. They don't give you a chance to get If you miss once, it's gone. You can't get it. It doesn't float around the screen like a shoot 'em up does and gives you a little mm. bit of time to get it. And it's just and if you don't keep getting the red ones as well, you, you power down really quickly. And it just seems it's another thing to worry about when you're trying to shoot stuff and, and dodge. You've got to keep your power up all the time as well. And it just was not a very clever way of doing it. Didn't like it. Yeah, I think it needed more variation in the levels. Some yeah, of the, level some two of... is awful. I watched level two on a video, and it's just really boring. Just a jumping about, floating about, same graphics over and over again. It's just cheap. In in places like the big alien trees where the spiders jump out, it's good graphics in places, but it's it's few and far between. It's just not it's not worth playing to see them bits. I think no. And that level I said it was like had a bit of like pipe work at the top of the screen. And the rest of the level was just black. Mm. There was there was no um, textures in it, 
nothing in the background, and things just popped out of the the, the screen. So it's just black, and there was an alien on the screen. It wasn't like it didn't jump out of a hole or anything or open up. It just seemed really they cut corners a lot with it. And when people look at that picture I put on the website of the spider level, and there's some like green. Uh, background graphics it's just a square block they've not rounded it off or you know put extra bits of sprites over it it's just it's just so cheap it's really awful so yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't happy about this game i think it was terrible terrible game and the fact that you, you you there's no animation when you move when you're on the later alien you know when you you've evolved a bit it just wasn't very good poor very poor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not good at all not happy about this one it wasn't great. No. Sure. No. Slap on the wrist for you. Oh, Slap my on the wrist. wrist. My, my wrist area. That'll give your arcade and, hand now. It'll develop into it, arcade hand. Anyway, let's cheer the kids up with what is going to be a classic. It is a classic. Next show's game. Let's see what they think. The next game was chosen by Mr. Ian Ski a long, 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 long time ago. And he kept whining on at me to do it. And we're finally doing it. It's his favourite game. It is Mr. Do. As everyone should know by now, it's Universal 1982. The ROM is M-R-D-O. Mr. Do. Three lives. Difficulty. Special and extra all set to easy. Get playing it for next time. And... You can submit a score on Twitter with hashtag 10pscore. So that's hashtag 10pscore. Or on Facebook as a comment or on our podcast posts. Pictures, please, if you like. Send us emails. Shout us in the street, whatever you like. And the deadline for the score submission is... 18th of June. Mr. Dew is not running on my laptop. Oh, really? It's just crashing out, so I'm going to have to look at it on my cab and go into settings on my cab. Okay. Any road up... Thank you for podcasting with me, Sean. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you again in roughly two weeks. Yes, thank you very much, kids. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.